This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Speaking of being led by the Holy Spirit, I'll tell you what, now all your problems will be solved in just that one thing. Make that your your main goal in life is to just uh, look to God, listen to God, be led by the Spirit. Oh God, uh, I also want to give, uh, please, we never fail to give God the glory for the great things that He has done. And uh, those of you that are not aware uh, of all the details, I'm not going to go into all of those, but on Thursday, uh, uh, our son is uh, on a job working uh, way out of state, way out in Nebraska in uh, construction, and he was off and headed towards, uh, uh, had finished the day and was headed towards uh, uh, Walmart to pick up a few things, and he had a tangle with a semi-truck, and uh, He's on the main highway doing 60 miles an hour, uh, which was the 65-mile-an-hour flow of traffic out there. And a trailer truck came from the side. There's a four-way there, and it came from the side, just didn't stop. I mean, you know, either he didn't see. We don't know. Uh, you know, we, uh, um, you know, I, I don't, we always pray for everyone involved. Amen. Uh but anyway, he hit it doing 60 miles an hour. There's just no time to uh, stop. And he hit the he hit the tractor trailer at um, uh, at the where the tandems are in the fifth wheel, the fifth wheel is you know the back end of the trailer truck. And it uh, like I said, it just spun, hit the front of it's head on. You know where that's concerned. One second sooner, he would have been in front of the truck one second later he would have been under the trailer and you've ever seen pictures of what happens and stuff like that so he hit anyway it spun uh you know it spun them actually spun the front end of the motor uh the motor's 30 yards away just you know spun it right off of the car and then the car went into it the car went into a spin and the the back end of the trailer ran over the back of the car. But God, the entire car is demolished and destroyed, but where he was, kept by the power and the glory of God. Amen. Now, let me give you a little bit of the rest of the story in that. You know, we you, you don't know what the day is going to bring. We, we had to run an errand that day uh, out of town and, and Pastor and I always pray uh, each day. We, we pray, you know, there's sometimes I'm thinking we're, you know, sometimes Pastor and you're praying, I'll say, I thought we're praying over the food, not everything and everyone else, but I let her be led by the Spirit of God. She's a prayer. We believe in uh, a God who hears, listens for, hears and answers prayer. And he knows what we don't know. So anyway, she was praying and she prayed and, and you know, in comparing notes later, she said, I just really felt especially strong. And she does this every time, prays over our children, our grandchildren, you know, protection and provision. Because uh, we have a God who provides and one of those provision is protection. 
you know. Uh, anyhow, um, so uh, so a text came over. I had talked to him. We were at lunch, and I said, "Buddy, I'll call you back." You know, they're serving us with food now. And he said, "Okay." He said, "I'm I'm going home, take a shower, and then I'm going to Walmart." over in South Dakota, which is right there on the line. Anyway, long and short of it, we're headed back uh, um, home, and uh, and we get a text message that says, HIT, H-I-T. And I, the phone pings, so I s- said, Sin, well, you know, what is that? And she said, she says, from Kyle, it says, HIT. And she goes, maybe he just meant hi and, or, you know, hit an extra letter, he butt dialed you or something like that. And I said, well, call him then, you know, just call him. So call, no answer, FaceTime to no answer. And then uh, then he sends uh, a picture uh, of himself inside of, the, uh, inside of the car. All, you know, the airbags and stuff like that. And it said, uh, it said uh, almost home um, uh, uh, T by a semi and of course then you know uh, you go into a little different gear and you know text and you know is anybody there are you in the, still in the car are you getting out of the car da 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 what's going on no answer no answer for another hour hour and a half <clears throat> from anyone you know but here's you know uh, so San and I, of course, San says, you know, we immediately begin to pray. We weren't praying out loud. We just caught hands. And, uh, you know, you don't have to holler and scream and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but I looked inside. Now, I wasn't looking for, you know, what I thought, what I felt, you know. But you look inside because the Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. God lives in you, you see. When you're born again uh, and, you, and you have taken the greater measure of being filled with the Spirit of God, the, the Spirit of God is inside of you. So I, I looked, I say this, I looked inside, I'm listening. And boy, I heard the Lord say this. He said, uh, uh, he said now, uh, I've got him. And, you know, I've had the Lord say, you know, he or she or is with me. I don't want to hear that, you know, okay? But the Lord said, I, I, I got him. And, uh, and he said, and he reminded me because uh, even though, you know, when our children are still our children, even if, you know, he's 40 years old, but... Uh, um. But the Lord reminded me, he said, you prayed this through a long time ago. And he reminded me, you know, I had had, the old people would call it a burden. Uh, sometimes, you know, you could call it, I just had a, a check, so to speak. I had a, one of those things that I heard some words from God over Kyle. You know, that I'm not going to have to go into detail of that. That's, you know, I don't, I'm a to God be all the glory and things. But I'm, I'm going to show you something. You know, yeah, you can pray, you know, in the storm, through the storm, and after the storm. But I'll tell you, it's better if you have prayed before. And God is a God who knows the future and the plans that he has. Let me tell you, he also knows the plans that the devil has. And he says, we're not ignorant of his devices. Now, he won't always give you all the details. 
but you'll have a sense of things. And so, you know, uh, uh, there are different times and seasons of prayer. We went through a season of prayer uh, over here where I'm not ashamed of it. I tithed uh, uh, each day. I tithed a time of prayer and walked the floor over y'all, over our family, over, you know, the church, over the kingdom of God. And quite an extended period of time, you know, a few years. There are other people that, that you know, uh, uh, that did the same here. And we're grateful for that. And then that season simply ended, you know. But during that season, uh, I, uh, I, you'll hear things, you'll get things, you'll hear things in prayer that you will not get anywhere but there. I'm just let that sink down for a little bit. You will. That's what I always obey the prompting to pray always and whatever measure is necessary where that is concerned well back we're in the car and the lord said you prayed this and i and and you know i i didn't hear an audible voice but inside in inside you know just like you would talk to yourself on the inside you hear your voice god's voice sounds like your voice are you listening that's what God's voice sounds like. Don't mix up the two, though, because God's a little different character than you are. <laughs> you know, we don't want our own imaginings, but, you know, uh, God does speak, and he speaks that still, small, quiet voice on the inside. And the Lord said, you prayed this through a long time ago. Amen. And, you know, the, when he had left to go out there, the Lord, remind, you know, I just, again, prayed, you know. It's only for a month, da-da-da-da-da, but it's like, you know, hallelujah. But I'm so glad that I obeyed. See, you'll be glad that you obeyed uh, the promptings of the Holy Spirit to pray. Because sometimes we don't know. You're not going to know all of the details. That would probably freak you out. You know what I'm saying? So, So don't worry about the details. You don't have to know. You just need to know. Uh... You know, uh, the leadership of the Holy Spirit and to pray. Obey the prompts to pray. Amen. And that's how God gets glory. That's how it turns out. Now, I will say this. Now, you know, his descriptive of the thing, you know, um, was this. He said, Dad, he goes, it was just, he goes, all of a sudden, he goes, I knew that I, I didn't have any time to stop. He said, there was no time. I just braced myself. said, I don't even know if I hit the brake. He said, I just kind of braced myself for the impact. And he goes, it just went boom, boom, boom. And he goes, and it was like somebody just turned on this brilliant bright light. It didn't go dark. He goes, it just was brilliant bright light. And he said, and he goes, I'm thinking, is this a dream? And I said, let me tell you something, buddy. I said, that was the glory of God and angels on assignment. That's what that was. And he said, when the light faded, he goes, I could feel blood running down my face. And, you know, then, of course, you're, you know, you're in the, the factual, actual reality of here and now. But God. Amen. Amen. Now, I hope that's not too spiritual for you because I'm going to tell you something. You know, people look at us sometimes. You know, I've been accused of being, you know, super spiritual and too serious and stuff like that. I'll tell you something. I'm very glad that I am spiritual. I'm very glad 
that, you know, that I take God seriously because my son is still here. Are you listening? Now, now here's the thing. Could have been a whole different, uh, could have been a whole different story. Would have been, you know, if it could have been where the devil was concerned. But we have the victory when we walk by faith in a God who always leads us in victory and always causes us. He always gives us the victory and he always causes us, leads us in triumph. Amen. Causes us to triumph and leads us in victory. If you let God lead you, he'll cause you to triumph. Every time. Amen. Now you can settle for less if you want. Are you here? But Lord Jesus, I'm going to tell you what now. There's nothing like victory. To God be the glory. He is more than a conqueror. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we bless the Lord. Let's talk about restoration. We've been on this theme and I really, you know, I'm not going to unpack everything that's in this suitcase. There's just no way there's too much. But this is, we've joined a, a journey that is wonder-filled. It is a wonder-filled story of a woman named Naomi and her two daughters-in-law in chapter 1, Ruth chapter 1. And these two daughters-in-law are about to introduce and identify themselves from verse number 8. I'm going to read here in, in chapter 1 of the Message Bible. It says, After a short while on the road, Naomi told her two daughters-in-law, Go back, go home, and live with your mothers. And may God treat you as graciously as you treated your deceased husbands and me. May God give each of you a new home and a new husband. She kissed them and they cried openly and they said, No, we're going on with you to your people. Now, uh, I, I, I want to uh, look in here at where it says, After a short while, Naomi turned to her traveling companions. And that would be the title of... Uh, uh, that uh, at least a subtitle today of, uh, you know, we don't go through life alone, do we? We People travel with us. Amen. But I want you to look and hear Naomi's heart. For the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I heard one preacher say, he said, well, I didn't mean to say that. He says, well, it was in your heart, so you did. Are you listening? Uh, she's in, 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 in a, in a very short form, she's saying this, I want only the best for you. And so I release you of any and all obligation towards me. You know, you don't want, want people in your life out of obligation. You really... And God doesn't want people out of ob, a religious obligation. He wants people because they have a revelation that they're loved. And that they love uh, in return. So she's releasing these girls. And, you know, it goes down into some detail, you know, verses 11 through 13. Uh, you know, she basically says, look, I don't, I don't have anything else to give you. Okay? I'm spent. You know, if I had a husband, I don't. But if I had a husband, I could have sons now. Would you wait for them to grow up? Well, she's saying, go live your life. Okay? You know, uh, I want only the best for you. And, and a lot of times, you know, we're uh, uh, we're rarely good at telling other people what seems right for them that seems right 
to us. Well, it seems to me like you should <laughs> or you could. But you know, love always wants the best for folks and works for what is the best for folk. But it also always gives people the freedom of choice to choose for themselves what's best or what seems best for them. Never forget that. And also in this, right here she... Here she blesses them. She says, may God be gracious to you. You've sown a wonderful seed into my life. May God give you a harvest of a new home, new husband, rest and peace, blessings. And so love always blesses, always believes and speaks the blessing. Where we're blessed coming in and blessed going out. But now realize this, the people enter and exit our lives. All of our lives. People enter and people exit our lives in this journey with God. People come and people go. There's some people that leave and some people that stay. You know, there are two kinds of people here we see in, in uh, or, Orpah. The Bible says, it goes on to say that she kissed Naomi goodbye. And they all cried together, and she kissed Naomi goodbye. She said goodbye, and one translation says she returned the way she had come back to her people. Now remember, Naomi said, go back to your mother's house, go back to your people and to your gods. See? And so we see, remember last week we ministered along this line, She, here we are turning right one more one last look oh, Orpha left Naomi is turning right and Orpha left but the Bible goes on to say that Ruth refused to let go of Naomi you know in life there are the kissers that always leave and there are the cleavers who always stay now can you guess that one will, one will have a greater numerical value than the other? You'll have very few, but if they're the right few, uh, they make life much more worth living, don't they? Amen. You know, Naomi had, lo- had lived long enough to have learned to see there'd been 10 years together, you know. Let me make this statement to you because I heard it from God and I've shared it many, many times with different people. Folks may tell you who they are, but when they show you who they are, who they really are, believe them. Amen. Now, now here in this, or if it took 10 years for the right circumstance and the right situation you know, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, and the right intersection in life, but this is her jumping off place. But it says, but Ruth's refused to let go of Naomi. She went on to say this. She said, wherever you go, I will go. I choose to go. Wherever you stay, I will stay. I want to look on us to look at this at this stay ability. You know, there are temporary people, partway people who start, but they don't stay. And then there are permanent people. And they have a stay with it, stay at it, stay in it. 
We win together, lose together, thick and thin, ups and downs and all arounds. They're stable. You know, think of the statement that Jesus said this uh, to, uh, not only to his disciples, but it's their, his words in the book. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, the depth of that statement was goes all the way back before the foundations of the world, knowing that the devil was going to pull his deal and that man was going to lose and God was going to lose out big time. But God doesn't quit. God stays with it till he wins. I said God always wins. But he stays with it. That You know, we casually look religiously at that statement, but Jesus saying, listen, you know, this is why I came. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Even though you chose another God, you chose another way, you chose to leave me, da-da-da-da-da. Can you identify with this? We said, but I will never. Jesus is a stayer. He's a cleaver. Paul said this, he said, you know, he's, and, and sometimes we don't, we don't hear what's actually being said because we just are this deep. The, the vein is, is you've got to dig a little deeper. Think of this, Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, you know, he said, uh, he said, everybody, everybody left. And then he said this, he called two people by name, he goes, even so-and-so and so-and-so. You know, that there's a lot in that word that says even. It, he would be able to say, I never would have thought that those two. I really thought that they were stay with it all the way through. That they were permanent people. He said, but even they deserted me. He said, but this, but now listen, you got to finish. We're not going to finish with even. He goes, but the Lord stood by my side. See, because Jesus said, I will never leave you. Have you ever been a place in life where you didn't have nobody and nothing but God? But that's where you'll find out he doesn't kiss you goodbye. He's the stayer in life. Hallelujah. David, you know, uh, they were all with him as long as things were going good. But they came back and it was all burned down. They lost everything. And then they got all done crying. Then they're going to kill David too. The Bible says, but David looked inside, encouraged himself in the Lord, and then inquired of the prophet of God, of the Lord. Are you listening? And see, there's sometimes when you got to know God for yourself. There's sometimes when you don't need an answer from anybody else. Are you listening? You need the one who has the answer to give you the answer. And I'll tell you, faith is he'll get, you can use your faith behind of yourself. You can use your faith when you're beside yourself. Or you can, or you can follow God and get, get your faith out in front of yourself. When God is leading, he'll be out in front of you and the devil. I am inclined, I've lived long enough also to understand this. I heard a wise man say that the Lord had showed him this. He said, those that are not with you or of you cannot stay. But those that 
who are of you and with you cannot leave. This is the first glimpse here in this Ruth. It's, it is shown of her before it's said of her, this thing called loyal love. Ruth said this, she said, not only will I go where you go and stay where you stay, but your people will be my people, your God will be my God. Nothing and no one but death will ever separate me from you. I so said, you'll find some good people for your life. Find some God people for your life. Find some folks worth following and stay with them. Get some stability in your life. Because I'm going to tell you, uh, we need to understand some things. And I'm going to read some scripture to you that deals with it. But we need to understand this. This is I heard from the Lord. God will never, he does not give permanent things to temporary people. What would the permanent things be? Oh, the good stuff, honey. The eternal things. The evermore things. The greater things. True treasure. Temporary folks don't get that. You know, I've been, you know, I've been, uh, you know, well, if this don't work out, I've got this. Back door. Key. I've had that in my life. How about you? Different arenas, different things. Are you listening? If it gets too tough, I'll just find the easy way out. I remember, I remember thinking, you know, boy, a lot of uh, 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 these, these thoughts cross your mind. When they're scripture, I have to believe I think they're from God. And I'm walking into my office and out there, but I remember a time in my life where, you know, uh, the scriptures it says, "Though the righteous fall, the Lord will lift him up again. Though righteous men fall down seven times, God will get you up one more time." And I think, boy, I mean, I had some falling down, stumbling around, you know, knocked down, kicked out, you know, kind of years. And then I, then I thought, my prayer now is, you know, Lord, let him who thinks he stands, you know. Uh, uh, humble yourself lest you fall. <laughs> Amen. After a while you get your feet underneath you. If you're not too careful, you get too big for your britches and think you're standing on your own strength. Be careful lest you fall. You can get knocked down and around again. Amen. Lord have mercy. Aren't you glad the Lord tells the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth? You know, you can go from one ditch to the other, but I recommend the middle of the road. What does the Lord require of you? You know, walk humbly. Just walk humbly in front of God. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Give God glory. Let Realize it all come from God and it's all for God. Amen. And it's going to be God for you. Um, she said, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. You know, I, I've had times I'm okay with God. It's your folks that I got really, I'm telling you. What now, Lord? I love you, but your wife, I hate her. That girlfriend of yours, them children, those folks. Amen. You've heard me say this before. Don't invite me to come to supper and then say, but, you know, Sandy, we really don't like her, so maybe just you. (laughs) That ain't going to work. That don't work when we say, you know, well, God, I love you. You and I be together, but the church, I hate the church. 
Anyhow, let's move forward. You know, church kind of God's idea. If you read from the beginning all the way through to the end, you know, I mean, you, 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 Ruth had it right. You know, she said at first, she goes, your people and your God. Because God and his people go together. Isn't that right? Now, don't listen. You know, there's, a, there's fruit flaking in every family. There are the relatives that you're glad you only have to see them once or twice did a year. Or at a funeral, this, that, you know, nobody wants to go to a funeral but a wedding. But you know, I mean, you know, you know, you don't want them to notice that you are avoiding them. Because they stress you. <laughs> Amen. I can't go to church. The, uh, the church stresses me. Well, you know. You know, church going to be in heaven. I hope it don't be too much stress on you to be there in heaven with all God's folk. Because the alternative is, is you be somewhere else with other folk that maybe you've had a lot, a good, a good dose of them folk. Amen. I'm not making light of that. That's a reality. Are you listening? Might want to hang your saddle. <laughs> Some folks that will feed you three squares and give you a bunk in the bunkhouse. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being, you know, wild and crazy out there. John, uh, the Apostle John, who I like John because he was a son of thunder. That's what Jesus, the nickname to him, uh, John and his brother was the, uh, they were called the sons of thunder. And then before it got all sudden done, uh, said done, John is known as the apostle of love. But he started out as a son of thunder. Why would Jesus nickname that? Cause, because, you know, the, so they were ministering and they weren't well received. And so, uh, you know, they were, they had had you know he the, the Lord had authorized them, and they had seen healings they 'd seen devils driven out in their name they 'd seen the experience of miracles, and they said, "Lord, you want us to call fire down on them let 's burn these folks they don 't like us, but we don 't like you. You want us to call fire? the Lord said you don 't know what spirit you 're of that 'll sober you up, amen." Now don't look sideways, you look straight ahead, smile real big, because I know you've never prayed, God, you need to them, because what they done, me. Anybody ever prayed like that? No, I never prayed like that. Have you thought it? Have you gone ahead and say it? Have you said it to God? Well, then you prayed that way. Anyhow, let's move from... <laughs> I said, let me, say, let me qualify this. Anybody besides me? I remember telling God one time, I said, you just need to kill them. The only way, you know, the only way. I heard the Lord chuckle. He said, I know how to deliver the righteous, and I consider myself righteous. He said, you need to pray for them. I said, pray for them? I am praying right now. Kill them. He said, no, you pray, my kingdom come, and my will be done in their life. Oh, I was greatly offended. I said, they ain't going to do that. Heathen dogs, devil-filled, demon-possessed people. It causing me a lot of trouble. Are you listening? I mean, had to cut my, uh, had to cut my uh, uh, 
ring off of my finger with bolt cutters and busted up my knuckles and I did a thousand dollars worth of lawyering and uh you know uh and twenty hours worth of community service because of their dumb stupid heads. Well, uh, you know, who's stupid is <laughs> concerned. Look, I said, they ain't going to do nothing with that. He said, I don't care. It's not your concern what they do with my kingdom coming or my will being done in their life. He said, but you need to pray for those that despitefully use you. Pray for your enemies. And he said, this is the highest prayer that you could pray, and I'll go to work on that. Well, goodness, he went to work on me, you know, and, and you know, hate turned to love. I mean, literally, the love of God. To where it's like, you know, if they knew Jesus, they wouldn't act like that. They wouldn't be my enemy. They'd be my friend. Make them your friend anyhow. Amen. When Judas, I'm helping somebody right now. When Judas came up and kissed Jesus, Jesus said, why are, he said, friend. He called him friend. Are you listening? He refused. He refused. And I'll tell you something like this. I'll tell you, the folks that done me wrong and the, the people that I consider an enemy helped me way more than my friends because my friends always patted me on the back. But the enemies will help you to go to a higher level. Judas, Judas helped Jesus to go to the highest level that there was for him. Helped Jesus to go to the highest level that there was by way of the cross because of a betrayal. Are you listening? No, we wouldn't want to go through it, but don't waste it. Don't waste it, amen. Are you listening? Let God turn it for good. Who in the world? See, don't, you know, you know, get up, no matter what happens, if it all turns to rubble and a ruin, get up on top of it in prayer, through prayer. Get up on top of it. Get up on top of it. Are you listening? And watch God work a restoration. Get on top of the ruin and the rubble. Get on top of it. And I'll tell you what, but you do that by his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. His words and truth is higher than just, you know, you can't not afford unforgiveness, holding a grudge, bitterness, all that kind of stuff. You can't afford it. It's too costly. Boy, to feed the fires of hate, oh, you're going to be chopping wood every day. Here's what John said, and I like this. I haven't lost my train of thought. He addresses this, this entering and exiting of our traveling companions. John, second chapter, 19th verse of the Voice Bible. Just listen to this. He says, a group has left us, but they were not part of our family. If they were truly our brothers and sisters, they would have remained for the duration with us. When they left, they made it ever so obvious that they were not part of us. We're talking about Orpha and Ruth. You, Orpha exodus, exits the scene, and that's it. You never hit that. She has a few short lines in this drama, this story. But now Ruth has a book named after her. Ruth is, oh my, it's something. Her name literally means loyal companion. Just, 
It's such a powerful thing. And if you do your genealogy, how many of you are much for the genealogies? You know, so-and-so begat such-and-such and such-and-such such such begat this. And I mean, what? It's like, God, why do we have to have all those things? Well, you know, it started out with, uh, uh, anyhow, uh, let me just give you a little inkling of the rest of the story. Ruth is David's great-grandmother. And she is a foreigner. You know, you and I were once foreigners, weren't we? Without hope, the Bible says, in the world, foreign to the, the covenants of God. We were the outsiders, weren't we? Oh, aren't you glad that God opened the door and that by His mercy and grace made us insiders? You just have to choose and just have to believe, make a decision for him. And this is what he went on to say in the message Bible. So they left us. And see, sometimes you you know, you can't remember, we're kind of at the place of one last look. You you understand that we're not just leaving, you know, everything. Sometimes we're leaving everyone that is in that place of heartbreak. And heartache. Of where maybe they belong there. But you don't belong there. Are you listening? You know you kind of have to make a choice. When you decide to follow Jesus. That there are going to be some folks. That are not going to follow you. With following Jesus. It may cost you some company. It might cost you some people that were your, you know, traveling companions and you're in the same car, same boat, same everything with them. Isn't that right? Hello now. In the message, it says, they left us, but they were never really with us. If they had been, they would have stuck it out with us, loyal to the end. God, why do you say stuff like this? In leaving, they showed... Their true colors showed they never did belong. God, what, why? Now understand who's saying this. All right, John's saying this, but it's by the Holy Spirit. And it's coming from the one that says, I will never leave you. I'm in this all the way to the end. Loyal to the end. Now, we, we can be like anybody that we want to be, but I want to be like Jesus. I'm not loyal to a religion. I'm not loyal to a denomination. I'm not loyal, you know, uh, uh, to anything or anyone but Jesus and those that he loves. Now that would be his family and those he called his friends. And those that he calls his friends, are you listening? Is uh, He said, I have other sheep also. You're just looking for those who, who want... Who know that Jesus is a friend of sinners. Aren't you glad? I I mean when Jesus first approached me. I was a sinner. When Jesus first approached me. Said he loved me. It's like I ain't got much for that now. Are you listening? I mean out of my own mouth. Said I don't believe there's a God. That's pretty. That's pretty far from God. When you declare I don't believe there is a God. And if there is a God, the one you're selling is not the one I want. I'll make up my own. That's why she told Orpha, go back to your people and your gods. Ruth had it straight. She goes, no, watching Naomi, there's only one true God. 
and I refuse to leave her because her because she's moving towards God. Let me read one uh, more to you, the Passion Bible, because this listen. Why are you saying this, Pastor? Because the truth will set you free. We need to come to peace with it and have some peace. This is for the purpose of giving you some peace. For even though they were once part of us or you, they withdrew from us or you because they were never really of your number. For if they had truly belonged to us or you, they would have continued with you. By leaving our community of believers, they made it obvious that they never really belonged to us. Now listen, there's a place that you belong. If you go, if you follow the Bible, it's this. You belong to a tribe. You belong to a clan. You belong to a family. That's the breakdown of it. In order to find yourself where you belong, you've got to accept. You know, there are 12 tribes. God loved them all. But there's only one that you belong to. And in the tribe, there are clans. Plural. Are you listening? There's lots of churches out there. But there's one family. One church that you belong. That God assigns to you. What do you mean God assigns? Isn't it my choice? It's absolutely your choice. I remember telling, you know, my um, my grandson, he, you know, he he lives far away and he has a life there with his mom, rightly so, and then he has a life here. We were having a conversation one day and he said, well, he goes, he goes, I like, you know, I love my family, what I have here and there. And he said, he said, you know, I, I'm, you know, sometimes I'd like to be there, sometimes I'd like to be here. And, I, and he said, what do you do about that? I said, well, we really want to live where God wants us to live. He goes, you mean God makes you live somewhere? I said, no. I said, he wants us to live somewhere. And I said, he's so good, he'll cause us to want to live there too. I said, but, but where God wants you, that's the best thing for everybody, honey. And I said, that's, you know, that's, you know, uh, that's a bridge that you cross when you get there. One time we were riding and, and he's trying to figure out, you know, at 11, you know, what he's going to do when he's grown. And uh, we were driving up the road and I said, you know where we're going? He said, he said yeah, we're going up to Clay County such and such a place. I said, yeah. I said, can you tell me what's happening in Clay County at such and such a place right now? He goes, no. I said, exactly. I said, we're on our way there. And when we get there, we'll know what's happening there. I said, at 11, you don't know what's going to happen way out there. So just be happy and enjoy the ride. I helped somebody there. See, you're... You're wanting all the details, everything to be, you know. And, you know, the Bible goes on to say this about, it says, you know, there were three. Now there's two traveling companions, Ruth, you know, uh, and Naomi. And it said the two traveled together to Bethlehem. Bethlehem's what? The place of bread, the house of bread, the place of blessing. That they'd heard about God was doing something there. It was the place where Naomi belonged. And Ruth by choice had said. Well I'm a foreigner. But I'm with you. 
See, I don't know anything about this heaven stuff and blessing stuff and God stuff and Jesus stuff and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, uh, but Jesus, I'm with you. Let me ask you today, are you with Jesus? And sometimes we can, we can claim that he's with us. And he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And he told the disciples, he said, he'll, he said the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. He said, but there's one more thing. He shall be in you. Jesus said, I'm going to stand at the door and knock. If you hear me, open it. And he meaning it comes to the outside. Some people think the door goes to the outside. They push Jesus away back in the corner and don't realize it was God knocking. But no, it opens to the inside. He said, if you hear my voice, let him open the door and let me come in. Amen. I'll tell you, God's been knocking on some heart doors here lately. Oh, I'm thankful and grateful for that. I recognize when he knocked on mine and he's still knocking. I thank God for that. I believe he's knocking on people that are listening today. And I'll tell you, if you hear him, open that heart. Open that life up. You'll never be sorry. Have a traveling companion with Jesus. Well, it says this, that they traveled on together and they arrived. And there were some interactions there. But I want you to call your attention to the last verse. It said, and so Naomi was back. Where was she back to? She was back to the place of blessing, the place of bread, the place where God was doing something that she'd heard about. Now she was about to experience that. And she was also at the place where she belonged. You belong. If you belong to God, there's a family, there's a house, there's a church, there's a clan, there's a tribe that you belong to. Find that. First of all, you find Jesus and realize that he'd been looking for you all along. He was never lost. It would be us, wouldn't it? But whether you stumble on him, happen upon him, uh, however, come to him. Amen. Walk a while with him. Walk the rest of the journey. This is, we're entering into the rest of the story. Because she had, she had left the place where she was living. But it says this. It says, and so Naomi was back. And Ruth the foreigner with her back from the country of Moab. They arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now there were other harvests besides the barley. There was the wheat and the oats. The Bible goes on to say. And, and, and documents that in this book. So there were harvests. Everyone say harvests. Oh God's got more than just one thing for you. One great thing for you. There are layers upon layers uh, of of. Seeds of destiny for your life. Seeds that of goodness and the greatness of God. Of what God has purposed and planned for you so long ago. Waiting for you to be the right person at the right place at the right time. So that God can bring those forth. Well it says this. You know what she, she was back. Let me invite you to come back to God if you've been far from God. Maybe you've been got distracted and got left. You know uh, uh, you know just left out left off took a left when you should have took a right let me encourage you today boy it's just one decision away it's one make up my mind and set my heart the Bible says this about Ruth when Naomi saw that she had her heart set so before this conversation come up Ruth had set her heart I'm going where you go I'm staying where you stay you better, 
before the the before the intersection comes up, have your heart set. So it's not circumstantial. It's not situational. It's not how I feel at the moment. I've set my heart. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to have the will and the way of God at the center of my life. I'm my heart is fixed. I'm with Jesus and I'm not going nowhere. I refuse to let him go because people come and people go. But you know, there are some stayers in life. There are some loyal lovers. There are, there are some faithful followers. They're called your people, God, the people of God. That's what we should look like because that's what Jesus looks like. Isn't that true? It says she was back. And Ruth the foreigner with her. Don't worry. Jesus knows all about it. The end from the beginning. Jesus is right at home. The king in his kingdom. Even if you don't know nothing about it. He does. And he'll never lead you wrong. He'll never do you wrong. Amen. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's right there. He'll never condemn you. He'll never say, well, that's a stupid question, or why didn't you already know that? That's not the Lord. The Lord, the Lord always treats, an, when we're honest and authentic with him, see, he is honest and authentic with us. He never upbraids us, but he just willing, he just says, oh, I'm glad you asked. I've been waiting to share this with you. And no question is too little or too big or too... You know, or too dumb or whatever. I know you don't know. You're just the one that I that I want to go with me because I'll show you, I'll tell you. We don't have to undo a whole bunch of stuff with you. Isn't that a good thing? Amen. God has a permanent place. She had her heart set. They arrived though. They arrived. Here we are in August. We have arrived. August the first. We've arrived. Amen. Gloria. We've arrived. At harvest time, at a particular harvest, the, the, the due season for that particular seed, but it's harvest time. And, you know, uh, Naomi wasn't happy. Her name means pleasant, but she says, don't call me pleasant, call me bitter. But she was still, didn't realize, oh, you're in God's happy place. You are entered into, you're at the beginning of our rest of the story and are happy ever after. Who am I talking to today? Maybe, maybe it's just a little flicker of hope, but put a little wood on that fire. Don't let the devil throw water or rain you out where that's concerned. Put a little wood on that fire. Feed that fire of hope. Amen. Look around in your life. Is this all there is? Is this all God can do or all God wants to do? Does God have anything greater than where I've been or where I'm at? Oh, if the answer is he is the greater one, then you've come to the right place. You've, uh, you, uh, I'll tell you the first harvest, uh, you know, for Naomi, and then we'll get down into that little bit, was hope for the future. Hope for something different. In a little while you'll hear Naomi exclaim, Perhaps he isn't done 
with us yet. Oh, Pastor Ron's going to come. We're going to spend just a moment here. If you're watching, uh, uh, and I, I believe that there are people watching, I'll tell you, I just, you know, we don't always hear from people. But whether now, this very moment, or, or in the future, far into the future, it's worth doing what we do. And it will never close out before we give people opportunity to come to Jesus with a very, very simple simple prayer because you and I do not know. These words are eternal. We don't know. Uh, you know, uh, there may be some, someone somewhere, uh, someday that has experienced being left out, perhaps even left behind in the days that we live in. And I thank God, aren't you glad that Naomi in the worst possible place, in the worst possible condition, that the good news came to her. So, here's some good news today. That we need to get you back to God where you belong. And we're going to pray this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I acknowledge you as my Lord. I believe you forgive all my sin. I am ready to go where you go. Stay where you stay. Your people will be my people. Your Father God is now my Heavenly Father and my God. Thank you for a new heart, for a new life, and for your divine destiny for me. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and simply meant it from your heart, as simply, you know, honestly, authentically, being as genuine as you can with God, you'll find that God will always do what he says in his word he said if we call upon the name of the Lord we shall be saved he said he will not put out the slightest little flicker of hope but he'll fan it instead fan that flicker of hope into faith faith that he died that he rose and that he ever lives give you and I the abundant life that he promised. Congratulations. We want to help you. Never want to hurt you, but we want to help you. We've got some materials we'll send to you. It's free of charge. Better yet, come on by and let us know what the Lord has done for you. You know, uh, this would be a good place to belong. We'll love you. Uh, Much as we know how. As God's loved us, we'll love you. We'd love to have you. Until the next time, please remember uh, this. You are so very blessed, so you be at rest. And have some peace, peace with God and the peace of God for your life with us. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.